just one of the realest blow stealers. And you're locked into the shook cast. He ain't a good sign. He just a shook one, shook one. Yo, I thought you was bad, bruv. What you moving shook for? I don't care because him and shook. They're not releasing because him and shook. Shook, 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 shook. Yes, yes, you are tuned into the sounds of the Shook Podcast. This is episode number three. I'm your host, Ash, and once again, we're going to be warming you up with our favourite tracks from across the scene before launching into yet another exclusive mix and interview. More details on that to follow. But firstly, it's been a tough year for everyone. So from the Shook family to yours, we hope you had a very Merry Christmas. And let's bring on a better 2021. then you will have come across new motive events before. Well, our special guest on this show is the founder, George Foborn, who is a multi-talented promoter, DJ, graphics designer, and mental health advocate. He'll be chatting to Seth around some really interesting and important issues, such as mental health in the music industry and how this year has affected him. He'll then be spinning an exclusive mix for us. This is not one to miss, so stay locked for that.
This track is a brilliant little remix of a club classic. It's by the bassline legend Sean Dean and it's called Poison. one in the mix we have the mighty leads duo vital techniques this is from their killer vital vibes ep and it's out now on second to none music it's called euphoria in a rave just as much as you are. We're desperate to put events back on, but we're only going to do so when it's safe. 
In the meantime, we're still on the scout for the latest talent. So if you're an up-and-coming artist and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I've got dubs that these men need to hear, then send them through to our socials and we'll take a listen. is a wicked track called Buggin' by Gemi. It's out now on Kiwi Records and it's a proper little shuffler. Faded remix of Billions by Millions. And when I say remix, I mean a proper remix, not just sampling over a drop. So out to Jay on this one, because it's an actual vibe. Yo, yo, everyone cut him and start every day. New you with a millions flow. Cash it up, put my dark skin on the M way, have my light, you bringing in smoke. This girl wanna fuck millions, no. Ho, you best get my niggas involved. Make my first meal by 2021, and I'll change my name to Billions, bro. 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 Bill
going to bring in a bit of a bouncy tune here with some soulful undertones. It's Praise You by Zephyr. This one is a big track by bass duo Moda. It's called Debts, featuring the mighty Dread MC, and it's out now on Gold Digger Records. It's that time to crank up the tempo and bring on the drum and bass. First up, we have a tune by the legend that is high contrast, 
who's been in the game for about 20 years now, but is still releasing massive tunes. This is his rather aptly named track, The Rhythm Is Changing. Featuring Parley B, and it's called Roll Out. Concrete, you see? 
money, 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 need a million man Two on job, I'm diligent man Bad thing on me, wanna jiggle it man Life that I live in, it's a synonymous man All for the fam, so I'm bringing in man If it ain't about money, they'll be bringing me man Come on and tell me you sicker than man Cause we wicked and wicked and wicked and bad Yeah, contact man for no idiot Come back looking like a different Heard your tune ain't feeling it Contest man, we're wicked and bad Who's on top, they're wicked it Been doing this and killing it Come on and tell me you sicker than man Cause we're wicked and wicked and wicked and bad Contact man for no idiot Come back looking like a different Heard your tune ain't feeling it Contest man, we're wicked and bad Who's on top, they're wicked it Been doing this and killing it Come on and tell me you sicker than man Cause we're wicked and wicked and wicked and bad This is an absolutely nuts tune from Sam Binger and Hieroglyphics. It's titled Bad, featuring Snowy, and it's from their Wicked and Bad EP, out now on Critical Records. J. Markey with Polar and Bryson, Run the Streets, absolutely massive tune. We were afraid of revolution.
absolutely ridiculous tune from two heavyweight legends. It's Alex Perez and Halogenics with Illustrious. Out now with 1985 music. Coming, we have another high caliber round from the man that is Lemmy Dubs. This is called Rise, it's out now on Korsakov Music and it's from his Isolation EP. and a little switch up in there. Unglued with Total Ecstasy. This track 
has got some classic nostalgia vibe using some 80s sampling but with some nice jungle breaks over the top. Seth's going to be sitting down with our special guest, introducing man like George Fogel. Welcome back to the Shook podcast series. I'm joined today by promoter, brand manager, graphic designer, Jack Grealish lookalike, an all-round nice guy, George Fogel. George, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Obviously, thank you for joining us. So firstly, we'll start off with sort of promoting side of things. So you're a promoter. Can you tell us a little bit sort of how you got into that and what age you got into that as well? Yeah, man. So basically, um, when I was 16, I had my 17th birthday coming up and I was working at the time. That's how I first got into graphic design. And um, I basically ran a 17th birthday party in a nightclub, but it was like an under 18s night. And essentially, it was just meant to be make my money back all my mates in one place, bit of music, do you know what I mean? And then it literally escalated from that to, I think we had like 350 people, half of them I didn't even know, bro. Uh, and I went home and I had like a lot of cash. And I was, I looked at my dad and I was like, I want to keep on doing this. And he was like, yeah, go on then. Essentially that's all that happened. And then two months later, we did another one, two months later, we did another one. Then we did our first 18 plus in Birmingham. And then we went to Bristol and it's just, it was just a domino effect from there pretty much. I think I caught like the, the bug of it all, the promoting yeah. bug. Is so you never, it wasn't, you didn't like intentionally set out as a... Nah, nah, mate, not at all, not at all. Like, I remember my mate Joel, he said to he said to me, why don't you put like a, a rave on, I suppose you called it, um, for your birthday? Because I had like, I wanted 
to invite everyone, but my mum and dad wouldn't let me have them all around. There was no other place. I didn't want to do the usual book of village hall. So I ended up booking this place in Hereford, which was a risk as well, because no one, we would have been 16 then, no one really wanted to travel from Worcester and Malden to Hereford. But it happened. Uh, we ended up having like 200 strangers in there. Uh, half of them, I doubt, even knew it was my birthday, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, and then it was so obvious from there that people just wanted a, a motive, essentially, in Hereford especially. Yeah, nice brother, nice. Um, yeah, so we'll come back to that in a little bit. Obviously, you're a DJ as well. That, cool. that didn't come straight away though, did it? That just was about, mate. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I'm a DJ, but... Okay, you do. I, I enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> you play, um, play some shows, sort of. You didn't start that straight away. What was no, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, I, I, I remember it got to the point where we were doing like bits. To be honest, like we were, we were, we were on a run um, of shows. It must have been early 2018, maybe, and we kind of found our feet. Um, our residents were smashing it. Um, we had shows coming out every two months at least. Uh, we had takeovers at Lakota, Blue Mountain. It was just continuous. It got to a point, I remember there was like a six month stage. We were DJing every weekend for literally in a row, whether it was like a room three, a main room, yeah. a room two, um, whether it was just Johnny uh, doing an emotive um, showcase. And it got to a point where I was, and I used to always go, I used to enjoy it as well. Obviously I'd go have a few drinks, see people. That's how I met half of my mates in Bristol now. And it got to the point where I, I wanted I want to play and I remember that like the, the shows where I could afford to fuck up essentially uh, I ended up chucking myself on it and uh, Caligonus, uh, Wold and Griffin, well, I think you've met, uh, they ended up getting some decks and it literally went from there it was just like I remember I started by playing proper jump up um, and over the years I just gave myself the odd show the odd show and it's only until about now mate I, I feel like I'm comfortable like was that, that like a sort of confidence thing do you think or was that like you sort of wanted to give a few more people the, the opportunity ahead of you um I, I i always put my residence first even even now like if there's a really good set like i'll give it to the people who deserve it but if i can afford to like if i can afford to put myself on, on a show as well i will yeah. like because I, I am enjoying it at the moment um and i played a few shows in oz as you know um, which obviously will come on to us, I, I yeah. assume. But yeah, I feel I feel okay, DJ. Now put it that way. Yeah, I don't cool. mind. What's okay, obviously, like this year has been crazy for everyone. Um, particularly, it's just been brutal for the creative industries. How have you been sort of finding both lockdowns? I guess. Um, how have you been sort of getting on with them? And also, how's that sort of impacted upon your work? To be honest, mate, it's been a weird one. Like. I know you're aware, but obviously I went away to Australia for just under a year. And that was tough in regards to not being involved in the industry, I suppose. Like I, I remember people call me crazy for it, but I remember being on the beach and literally looking at people at raves. I mean, I, I miss that. Like I need to put this, even when we did nonstop, man, I wasn't there. Like I was so upset, but I always said to myself when we got back, when I got back, like we would just go full hand mode again. like yeah go crazy yeah. with it um and then obviously i got back eight what seven weeks later so we for those who don't know what when did you go to australia and when did you come back just for a little bit back to oh so, so sorry it was um i went may 2019 just after our 
um, I did a Blue Mountain Mental Health show with like Krakota, Serum, um, Kazra. Oh mate, that was so good. That was literally one of my favorite shows. It was so good. And I think we raised like 1500 pound and that was kind of like a send off, but also a, a starting point of being an advocate sort of thing. Like I, I, that was in my eyes, the first of many fundraisers I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then I flew off uh, and I came back uh, in Feb. Feb 2020, which is so weird to think that it's only what ten months ago. Like that's so weird. I feel like I've been back for years, mate. So you were planning on when you were coming back, you wanted to go big with new motive, and then obviously. Oh uh, yeah, well it's just been a bit bit crazy, hasn't it? Like um, pat on the back for everyone smashing the social distance shows. They're so good. Uh, we've been lucky enough to play at quite a lot of them. Um, but again, there wasn't a big gap between the tiers. Do you know what I mean? Like we had July, we actually came out on my 21st and then we had what, between July and when did we go back in? I can't even remember that. I can't, I've lost track of time this year. When did we go back in? Like October, maybe November, that sort of time. Oh, yeah, it, weren't a long yeah it, it, it certainly wasn't long when you consider the year. Do you know what I mean? Like it went quick again. Like before we knew it, we were back in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we've come out now, Bristol haven't even opened up the shows again. Um, it's just been tough, mate. And and to be honest with you, I'll hold my hands up. I haven't even looked into doing it because it's it's going to be a niche market. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of the venues need the regulations in place and a lot of the venues can't actually do that or afford to. Yeah. Not viable um, really for a lot of clubs. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mate, well, it's the same with you guys, I, I assume. I'm sure it's something you've looked into, but... Yeah it's not really worth it and like i'm not saying it's about the money at all but also you don't want to lose money no one wants to yeah, lose yeah, money. yeah yeah um so you touched on it a little bit then you've been involved in a few socially distant shows uh you did a couple of blue mountain didn't you oh yeah we did a load of blue mountain that was fun man that was a fun few weeks that was throughout july and august before they closed which was really sad obviously um but yeah shout out to them and mike and the team like that was a really fun two months and they actually that sort of good for you to not really get back into things because you can't fully get back into it in socially it was fun man. it was it was fun like i i saw all of that as perfect considering this the scenario and the environment we're in at the moment um and considering i'd been away for a year just seeing people being on decks and having a beer like i was happy um but obviously that buzz kind of wore off and i was like "Fuck, when are we actually going to be able to do some proper shows now yeah uh, and then unfortunately blue mountain shut uh they have just opened there too um i don't know if you know about it uh a great little venue in bristol um we played there twice now i think maybe maybe once once or twice and that was fun as well and that was just before the recent lockdown so yeah things are picking up but uh it's just <sighs> when when does it end sort of thing do you know what i mean when does it get back to normal? Yeah, so it's almost like a waiting game that no one's... It is, mate, and that's the worst thing. Like, I'm quite impatient and I'd rather just know where... Well, I'm sure everyone was, like, when it's going to happen. Yeah, so in terms of, like, actual lockdown and sort of your personal self and things like that, what sort of impact has that sort of had on you? Um, well, it hasn't been easy as I'm sure like my close friends and stuff will know, but at the same time, I don't think it's been easy for anyone on the planet. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think anyone's had a good time with it fully. The first one was just like, it was a blur, mate. I was 
drinking pretty much every night. Like it was, I think it was, and I'm not saying, obviously I don't want to, there was, there was people in a lot worse situations, which makes me feel bad for how I felt sometimes. But at the same time, you can't really help it, can you? But it was kind of like, I just got home. Like I hadn't seen family for over a year. Um, my mates in London, like even you guys up north, I haven't been up north to see people. And I kind of got back before I knew it, I was just stuck in a house for three months. And like, it was just rough, man. It was rough. My anxiety was through the roof. Um, it was rough as well because I knew my friends were going through it as well. And you kind of want to help people. Like I always want to help people, but it, it's like that saying, you've got to help yourself before you can help others, essentially. Really, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it wasn't, it, how did you find it? Yeah, similar to be fair, man. Like you make plans so many big things and then the reality of it is not is nothing has happened like um yeah 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 so and and the other thing was as well like obviously you can't see anyone but then you can't go and do anything like you can't go to the gym like you can't yeah. either side or do you know what i'm saying anything like that so yeah, yeah. It, 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 that was a part for me mate it wasn't it, well i mean it's obviously I didn't really, I, I said this at the time, I didn't really care about like, obviously, you know, I, I go out quite a lot. Like I, I like going clubbing, I, I like all that, I like going to the, the pub and stuff. But it got to the point where it was like, I just want to be with people. I just want to be with my mates and just yeah. be chilling sort of thing. Like I just want company like, and when you get to that stage, you know, it's bad. Like it was, it was rough, but um, compared to the one that we just had, I mean, it was, it was hell, mate. It was horrible. But uh I felt like I did all right at the one we just had. I was, I got some weights. Um, I tried to stay active. Surprising, my graphics were still busy. So but yeah, that kind of leads me on nicely to my next question. Obviously, like as everyone knows, we've had two lockdowns. So you touched on it a little bit there. What have you sort of like learned? I guess within yourself, what have you sort of learned, and what did you take into the second lockdown? Well, I certainly cut down on drink. Put it that way. Um, I feel like that made things a lot worse. I feel like it makes a lot, a lot of things um, with me worse, but it's just one of those things that you go to, isn't it? Um, I also learned, I feel like I appreciated the time out of lockdown more. Like, like I was saying with those socially distant shows, just um, enjoying it for what it was, because I don't want to say it's the new norm, but it has been, hasn't it really? Um, I can't wait until we don't say that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can't wait either, but it's true, isn't it? Unfortunately, yeah. but I mean, it, it could always be worse. You know what I mean, like, this is the way I've looked at it. Like, there could have been no shows. Like, there could have been. We could have even had pubs this month. Do you know what I mean? Like anywhere. Yeah. Like, you just got to be grateful. I think that. I think that's my point. I think being grateful for what we do have. <laughs> yeah, it's about it, mate. To be honest, because it was a tough time, and I'm hoping it doesn't happen again, especially yeah. with this new vaccine. Yeah. So you touched on it then. Uh, don't mind me asking we'll go into it a little bit obviously you were saying that you were drinking quite a bit during the first lockdown and stuff why is that do you think like was that what was sort of leading you to do that i feel me and alcohol don't have the best of relationships uh, as i'm sure you know as well um <laughs> from our show <laughs> um it's it's just one of those everyone has something everyone has something to go to when they're feeling shit whether people smoking weed whether people are drinking whether people are going doing whatnot like god yeah. knows what someone always has something 
that sort um, of release. E- yeah, mate, even gambling, even like even the positive stuff you're still going to, even going for a run and stuff like that. But someone I feel like everyone always has a bad thing as well. And I think it's because, mate, you need something to numb you. I know it sounds a bit bit deep, but life is a bit shit sometimes, isn't it? And when you can literally just go to the fridge and within a few beers you know that you're gonna feel good if anything like i'd say 80 percent of the time drunk i feel pretty good do you know what i mean yeah uh, and that's a guarantee near enough guarantee but obviously it goes on to the hangover and it goes on to accumulation of hangover drinking like anxiety a little bit is that that's also- that's what it is that's what it's for man yeah uh, when it when it boils down to it like it, it's I've got my issues with a few, a few problems, but my anxiety is definitely the root of it all. Like it's, it's the root of it all. And drinking is always there because I don't know if you know, I don't touch anything else. Like, but because of that, I feel like I then drink a little bit more than I should because. Yeah, you know I mean, does that yeah. make sense? Like, I know, I know a lot of my friends on a Friday night. Oh yeah, we're just gonna go have a few sniffs and chill out, have some food. I can't do that, so I end up having a few beers. But then on Saturday, they're going to be having a few beers. It kind of rolls over, but there is no excuses half the time. Like it's all about self-control. But it is hard, man. It's hard, as I'm sure you you all know, and a lot of people listening will know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. So obviously, with the second lockdown, you were sort of saying you've been a bit more active. Is that sort of yeah, yeah? yeah. I think everyone drinking and things like that. I think the second lockdown people were like okay if we do this we might have a chance of having an okay christmas yeah and also i don't know about you it flew by the four weeks flew by the second lockdown yeah first yeah. i know there's obviously uh, it's triple the time but i felt like the first one was way longer than three months and the second one felt way shorter than four weeks you know what i mean um, yeah. the first one was just so long like the first few weeks oh, it was awful wasn't it it was yeah, just it was like alien-like. It was just fun. because I felt like people were genuinely scared then too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you you went to the shops, there was literally no one about. Like, yeah, it was a where, throat, yeah. I'm in Birmingham now, where you'd think the people are taking it more serious. But mate, even when we were in full lockdown, I went to the shop. Like, it was it was pretty heaving. Like, it was mad. I, I feel like the I don't want to say the novelty because obviously I know it's a very serious illness, but. I feel like the seriousness in people's brains has died down a lot. I think people are turning around now and being like, do you know what, fuck it. Like, even the old people though, mate, even like the old people are like, I've got what, five years left to live? Why come I sit inside? But I mean, I'm hoping that's okay because of what point we're getting at with the vaccine and stuff. Yeah, like, it is. You can just hold on a few months longer. We, we could be okay, which hopefully is the case, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, on a, on a sort of personal note then, we, you sort of touched on it a little bit then with COVID. What sort of effects has, has that had on you? Like even in terms of like day-to-day life, obviously there's the obvious things, but has that sort of impacted you in any other ways? Um, I mean, if we're going to go back to the first lockdown, I remember when I flew back from Australia and it was a thing out there at the time. Like I remember people talking about like in the airports in Asia, I stopped off in Hong Kong for the day like literally like 12 hours um, and there were signs everywhere that everyone had them. I know they do anyway but it was like COVID masks so all this like um, sorry COVID signs loads of masks all that 
and uh, I was like, this could be a bit serious actually. And I got back and I was telling you. No one really was. No one knew, no one knew. Like people had seen it on the news, but people didn't think anything of it. And I got back and I said to my mum and dad, I was like, it's actually a bit fucked. Like I saw like a few people get taken out in like um, hazard suits in the airport too. Like, and at the time, because of how the country was being run, you wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah. Like there was no even mini precautions for it all. And then all of a sudden, seven weeks later, <laughs> nationwide lockdown. So yeah, it was mad. But the first lockdown made me very paranoid about it. Proper scared of it, to be honest. And my mum was on the ward. And obviously when she came home, like, I didn't really want to go near and stuff. I got really pranked out about it, you could say. Um, I think that's but, a, thing that a lot of people have experienced though, because of- yeah, You must have been experience. the same. I feel like everyone was. Yeah. Well, how did, how did you feel about it? Did you, were you worried about it? I wasn't like, I wasn't worried about it, like for me personally, but the thing yeah, that- Yeah, yeah, your family and that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even now I still think like if I am around someone who might have it and then I'm then in contact with someone who's not necessarily vulnerable themselves, but their family members are vulnerable. It's like um, a knock on effect. You don't want to be yeah. that starting point. Sort of. you, yeah, man, literally, you don't want to yeah. be that person where it's coming. Where it all starts and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I get that, I get that. Um, that first lockdown, man, I think that, that's what made it so bad. I was so petrified of it and I thought, fuck, what if, like, it never gets better? Like, what if my mum and dad get it? Like, with anxiety, like, you're always thinking the worst case scenario, no matter what you're doing, whether you're walking to the shop, you just have these thoughts that something awful is going to happen. And every time my mum got back from work and stuff, like, it was a case of that. Um, whereas this reason that I'm like, you know what, like, it's actually... Like we're young, we're healthy. As long as we're sensible, it's all we can do. There's no point being scared about it anymore. Um, like, what sort of helps you sort of think more? I don't know, time. more rationally, but just be a little bit more confident. Time, time. Literally, that's it. Time. Like, there's nothing I did. I, I deleted Twitter, um, which obviously has all the conspiracy theories, the scaremongering. I deleted all my news apps. Oh, mate, it's all. It's all like I love social media. Like. Um, it affects people in different ways, but for me, it's just anything news or like story related. If it's anything to do with that, if it's seeing how my mates are doing or selfies or whatever, like love it, like football news, stuff like that. But I deleted um, Twitter, I deleted all my news apps, I, I stopped watching news at home, all that's that's the only thing I really did. And then other than that, the only thing I could do at that point was just let time go on. And that period from when we came out of lockdown and went into the new one, that's four or five months whatever it was um i think i just relaxed a little when you go out into the world again you're like do you know what things aren't actually as bad as they're making out like yeah not in a selfish way but life is going to go on at some point sort of thing so that's basically how i started being a bit more relaxed about it but at the same time sensible do you know what i mean yeah sweet i think yeah. everyone will get to that point as well yeah and like you said like just sort of seeing other people and I guess like when you're sort of locked down on your own, obviously with family, you're not not actually really seeing how your boys and your um, so, so, like, I, I love I love my family to bits, I do, but like we're a nightmare when we're together for too long. Like and there was a lot of arguing. And I'm not saying I was innocent, but that obviously has a knock on effect and there's families that are gonna be that don't even get on, do you know what I mean? That having to be together for that long. Like it was it was a sad time that I heard loads of stories on the news, all the the suicide rate going up, the, the domestic abuse rate going up. Mate, it was just a fucking depressing time, man. 
It was like new... negativity for so long. It was long. constant, mate. There's enough in the news as it is, and it was just draining. I stopped going on my phone. I didn't go on my phone for four days, which is, I've never done that in my life. Yeah, that's impressive, man. That is hey, I, everything. I don't think I could ever do that, man. Nah. I, like you were saying, man, like every time you go on your phone, Ratata, you're seeing negative things all the time. And yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I just try to delete most of it. Yeah. And when someone sends me a news article in the group chat, I just don't read it. Ignorance is bliss, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, cool. So obviously, you've spoken a lot about your sort of mental health sort of this year. How was it, if you don't mind me asking, how was your mental health? We sort of go back a year before COVID. Was you struggling then on the anxiety side of things? Um, yeah, I've always had a bit of a rough time with it, to be honest, since since I can remember being, what, going into adulthood. I, d I don't want to say it's anything relevant to it, but it did happen to be around the same time I started throwing raves and stuff. And it's definitely not related. It was just around that age. You get to 16, don't you? You start maturing a little. It's one of those things, there's nothing causes it, I don't think. Things enhance it and influence it, but it, it's a medical condition. That's yeah. my view, anyway. Like, I don't think... Obviously, people can feel anxious and people can feel depressed and people can be paranoid, but to actually live with it, I do think they're separate things. And I'm not saying either's worse. It's like you could have, you could experience it one time in your life. It could be horrendous, but at the end of the day, living with it can kind of change your view on life a little. What 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 were your sort of coping mechanisms and sort of how were you dealing with with that? Obviously, before COVID. I think it was a case of growing up a little because obviously I'm still drinking now and I'd, obviously I was being drinking from 16 but I, at least I cut. I've always been sensible to a limit like. How would you sort of deal with that and sort of try and make yourself feel better? Do you know what mate, until this year I wasn't really sure or maybe I learned over Australia a little, I just go to the gym, little things like, because all that stuff I just mentioned there, that was wasn't really dealing with it, it was just preventing it getting worse. Do you know what I mean? Whereas this stuff... words in your mouth, but is it like... And I know that, and I know from my own personal experience, almost like ignoring the problem. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes in life, you, you have to do that. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. But then it gets to a point where you go, actually, no, I need to deal with it now. Yeah. And I can't say much, mate. Like, I'm, I'm a massive advocate. Um, and it's probably been the right time to say that I recently did a blog my friend Sophie, Sophie Marsh, she's got a, a blogging page, uh, Sophie Talk, Sophie Talk, sorry. And uh, I did a really personal blog, which it does explain what we're, we're talking about now, but it also, I did a list of tips, which uh, we'll put in the description if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll... we'll, uh, we'll that, that's probably, it's one of those things that when you sit down, I did it over the course of a week and just adding tips and adding how I was feeling here and experiences. And I think, well, it got over, I think it was on like 2000 reads. Uh, and I got so many people messaging me, mate. It was such a good feeling, like such a good feeling knowing like strangers just messaging me, bro, on Instagram saying like, "Thank you so much. This has helped me so much." Just like this certain herbal tea, or just uh, doing this breathing exercise, like it helps people, man. And I am doing all of those things, but obviously it's it's a case of not curing it. Put it that way. Just yeah. uh, learn to deal with it. Yeah. And also, I think it's, uh, like you said, you're an advocate for it. It's really good that, um, and sort of, especially in the last few years, like sort of mental health has been talked about 
um, a lot more and even just people from different backgrounds sort of discussing it, um, sort of giving their advice on, on things which is yeah. really good. To I love it, I love it. Like I said, the, the, I've been doing it for, well, I don't want to say doing it. I've always supported it, but I came, I started opening up properly, probably around the time we did that fundraiser that I mentioned uh, in May 2019. And then I actually did um, an interview with a company in the October, I think it was, uh, Changes. Um, and then... Shout out Kim as well. Yeah, shout out Kim. Sorry, I was trying to think of something. And I'm trying to think of uh, whether it was October or not. Yeah, October uh, 2019. Yeah, because I was in Australia, yeah, I remember. And then got back and then Soph did this blog with me about a month and a half ago. And now we're doing this. So, man, I, just, I try to, even if I can help one person, bro, at the end of the day, what what's yeah. what's a 15-minute read on a blog that helps one person does the job yeah. for me, let yeah. alone let alone dozens, do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, cool. So, what... What sort of advice, if you could do, and obviously we're going to plug the blog uh, down below, I'm going to plug the interview. Yeah, we will, we will. It's a, it's a, I, I'll blow my own trumpet, like, it's a good blog, it's got a lot of good tips. <laughs> it is good. Love that. Um, <laughs> what advice would you sort of give to people who might be in a similar situation to you? Um, well, I don't want to go sound too much of a hypocrite, as probably my mates listening will think, but definitely go to the gym. I tried to, I've been today. I'm trying to do it a couple of times a week. Gym, runs, exercise, anything like that. Uh, I was doing some martial arts for a bit before I moved to Birmingham. Uh, anything physical, essentially. And then, this is all included in, in the blog, by the way, but things like herbal teas. I don't drink any caffeine. I haven't for a good two, three years. Um, herbal teas, cut caffeine, obviously reduce, try and reduce the amount of alcohol and drugs in general, recreational drugs. Um, but it it always depends on the person, man. Like that's why I did such a big list. Um, if you go through it, you can try these little things. Things like, mate, even things like scented candles and like uh, incense and vaporizers. A lot of herbal-based stuff, I think, works. Um, yeah. Me anyway, but it could not well work for someone else. But then there's things such as um, CBD oil. I I don't really think it helped me that much. Uh, I might not be taking it. Anymore. But then I've got people messaging me after the blog saying, mate, it's fucking amazing. Like, it does bits, like, it's, it does wonders for me. So it yeah. just depends on you, I think. Man. Yeah, sweet. Well, yeah, man, listeners, check out George's blog, uh, George's interview with Sophie Talks on that one. That'll be in the description. So we'll go, going back to sort of shows, we're still sort of talking about mental health. This is something that never gets talked about ever. But it's a big, it's a big thing. So sort of going back to shows, what sort of effect does does that have on your sort of mental health being a promoter? Uh, I remember speaking to Kim about this. She was asking because Kim's the my interview with Kim was very much more based around mental health in the scene. But obviously I've had a year out, well, yeah. nearly two years now essentially. So my one, the one with Soph differed. But I think starting that young was probably a bit more rough on me than I actually ever realised. Like I was playing around with some big big like not again blow my own trumpet but some big money for someone of that age like unless you're sensible so it was stressful man i remember even talking to some agents they, they spoke to you like shit um a lot of the time i think a, a lot of people judged me for being so young uh, i'm not going to name anyone or any venues but there were places where they took advantage of me because of my age 
it's stressful, man. It's stressful for a promoter of your old age, let alone 16. (laughs) 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 No, but you know what I mean? It's, well, you know exactly, man. It's stressful. It's stressful for anyone. I think at 16, 17, and I was also, I had the rush then, but the full, like, the bug, like, oh my God. Yeah. And they went out to, what, 500 people, and then you, you make an X amount of money. You got, you're meeting DJs, like, that you grew up listening to. Uh, it, it was good times, but I think the stress and anxiety probably definitely built up in me around it. But I don't, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. Yeah, this is kind of what I, what I want to talk about because I think any sort of people who might be listening who are thinking about getting into promoting or have just started being a promoter prior to the club's closing, what sort of effect does like have you ever sort of stressing about like ticket sales and? Oh yeah, that was the story of my life for about two years. Like I say, I had I had um, a lot of money to, to play about with from Hereford, and then I ended up having an investor as well, and it was a lot. It was it was stress, bro, because not every show went to plan. I lost a lot of money in Bristol on. That's the reality show. of it as well, isn't it? Is that? And you're never gonna win, win, win. Otherwise, everyone would do it. Do you know what I mean? It was. Yeah, you're right. Ticket sales was probably the most stressful thing about it, all, all of it, to be honest. Like, uh, 90% of their DJs got there, they had their rider, they were, they were chill. Um, there was barely ever any trouble, really, in the venue. Um, and again, that's the bounces. So essentially, it was just the build-up. Once the night was on, I, I, I grew and matured into actually enjoying the night. But I remember being very stressed on the night at the, at the start. But my only advice would be, to be honest, is uh, start off small because I feel like I jumped in the deep end very, very quick. But that's because of the type of guy I am. Like there was no need to, for me to book the lineup I did in, in Bristol when I did. Like it was like a 5k lineup on your first Bristol show. That's just silly, I think. It was a big lineup for that show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was huge, mate. It was absolutely huge. And it was just the wrong venue. Timing wasn't too bad. But these are things you, you put on these shows to learn. Six months later, I've made that money back doing shows. I've learned from that at a different venue with smaller lineups, better sport act, not better, but more suited. Sort of like thinking more critically about the situation, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you've you been there, bro. Everyone's been there. I don't know one promoter who's never not lost money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who's, who's that's never all, that's all we lost money. Do. It's a win, win and lose game, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I don't miss that part of it, to be honest. <laughs> Nah. I wish it would be weird. And the, the other thing, I guess, like we can talk about quickly is sort of almost like conducting yourself professionally on the night. What would your oh, advice yeah. be to promote? Because I've been to some shows where the promoter is yeah, waving it or what, whatever. <laughs> um, what would your advice be to sort of newcomers in that sense? Well, unless you're 16 and not allowed to drink at your own shows, uh, like I was for my first four. That's probably um, the best situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh no, I was 17 at the time, but you get what I mean. Um, I think just be sensible, man. Have a few beers. Like I don't know. Again, many promoters who don't have a few beers and celebrate on the night. Uh, it was the same in Australia, same in Bristol, same up up in your ends. But yeah, I've been to some shows and the promoters are absolutely off it. Luckily for you, nothing's gone wrong. But imagine if it has. Like you wouldn't have a clue. But again, I don't. I'm going to be called out here. I've been to plenty of Lakota shows where I've been a mess, but I've only been playing, so I'll, I'll be. I'll be let off. Um, yeah, definitely, man. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> just being sensible, basically. Mm. 
think it's just everything in moderation, isn't it? Which, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, have a good time. Yeah. Okay, similar question then, uh, but in terms of graphics, obviously, for those who don't know, one of the sickest designers I know. Um, Appreciate Does all of the shit graphics, man, for a long time now. So, uh, if you're wondering why our artwork always looks so good, it's because of George. Appreciate <laughs> that, bro. Yeah, big ups yourself, man. Uh, what sort of stresses does does that bring? That's a completely sort of different side to the industry. Oh, than completely different, man. It's more, it's more uh, so I've been doing graphics since I was 16. Uh, my first show was whilst I was doing an apprenticeship, learning it all, like self-teaching, etc. Um, that's, it's not, it's a stress, but it's only a stress based on um, time management. Do you know what I mean? Like deadlines. Um, it's not so much actually getting the work done. It's just making sure all your clients are happy. But to be honest, man, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, lucky when it comes to all of this. I've got a nice list of clients. Um, a lot of them I'm actually close with now. I'm friends with, so if it takes me an extra day or two, they don't care. If I get it done a week early, they'll slap me a bit of extra cash. Like it's just a, a, a friendship relationship more than professional now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if you know this, but this is probably my main thing I'm working at the moment. Uh, I just moved to Birmingham for a, a graphic role up here. Uh, and then I'm freelancing, but what else can I do until um, the venues and stuff are back open? Do you know what I mean? And it's something I can take away. Like I want, I want to go travelling again eventually, um, and I can just do it on the road. And I enjoy it, man. I do enjoy it. It is stressful, but what job isn't? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you been struggling at all? Obviously, so in lockdown, I wouldn't say graphics. Like for events-wise, obviously it has dried up a little bit. But have you? Obviously, you've been still doing bits. Have you been struggling for sort of creativity because of COVID? How's, how's that side of things been? I've, I've been all right, bro. To be honest, as it happens, work kind of dried up these last two, three weeks since the end of the last lockdown. But I think that's just Christmas-based. Uh, but yeah. when we came out of lockdown until probably start of November, it's been great, to be honest, man. Like It's been a, a busy, uh, but not too busy. Not not busy enough to not be able to manage it do you know what i mean because at the end of the day i started a nine to five job again uh, and that's always hard to juggle freelance and office but like i'm furloughed now so just smashing it out mate um apart from you not ordering with me i've been all right nah i'm joking it's been tough man but uh luckily getting a lot of people starting their own businesses which is good to see uh, mate, I'm doing all sorts now. Like I'm like multi-industry. I've been doing nail nail companies, like hairdressers, PTs. Like it's been mad. Like, I that's, remember. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool because I I think like <laughs> a lot of people who start graphic design specifically because they love they're in this industry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think of like the different things. Like, Jordan, mate, I'm but like I say, I'm really blessed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just going branching off into different things, I think um, that's a sick thing. I, 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 I'm very, very optimistic about my freelancing career because, well, like I'm, I'm only 21 still and I've got a really nice list of clients and it's only growing, man. Like, even when some people don't need any work anymore, it gets replaced by someone else who does. And then it just, and eventually we're going to get to a point where everyone's going to be like, we're on the same level now again. COVID's yeah. So it's like it's gonna be busy and it's a really nice thing to have alongside to keep me busy like i would have probably lost my mind even more without it you know what i mean yeah i hear what you're saying just a quick one then what sort of advice would you give to any up-and-coming graphic designers or people wanting to get into graphics what what advice would you give 
to them. My biggest advice, like I'm still learning myself, like industry-wise, um, but definitely stay humble. Uh, I'm not saying I know any graphic designers who are like obnoxious or anything or like arrogant, but stay humble. That's the same in any industry. Um, keep your prices reasonable, man. I feel like I get told all the time that I undercharge, all the time, literally every day, um, off you other designers. Undercharge, right? undercharge, undercharge, all the time, mate. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna say otherwise, aren't you? <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Honestly, God, honestly, God, I get everyone say it to me. But this is the thing. I, I work. I'd rather more work for a lower price than less work for a higher price. It kind of balances out the same. But then I get to keep stay busy uh, and I get to build my portfolio. Uh, things might change. Like I've spoken to um, Greg Young. I don't know if you know Greg. Um, shout out to Greg. Hello. He's Hello, Greg. He, He's a he's a sick designer, and uh, I've been on the phone a few times with him, and he said the same. Like, you've got to know your worth, but at the same time, I just don't want to scare clients off. Like, I'm quite a loyal designer. Like, I'd be annoyed if I'd lost a client to another designer, sort of thing. Um, so I'm keeping them all around the same mark, but then when new clients come in, I am charging a little bit more. But it just depends, man. But at times like now, I don't mind charging cheap because people are struggling. Covid's on, it's Christmas, and it gives me work. So, but yeah, stay humble. Don't overcharge um, and know your worth, but but know your worth. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah but no, I mean, like, if you want to get some graphics, uh, George is the guy, really. Um, cool. Yeah. So obviously, clubs have been closed for a time. Obviously, you've been in Australia and sort of whatnot. What have you been trying to do to keep busy with the new motive side of things? Um, I was wait. I've been waiting a long time for someone to ask me this properly, because as I mentioned earlier, there's nothing more I'd like to do than just put on a big show right now. But it is near enough impossible for me. I, I don't really want to go outside of Bristol, but at the same time, Blue Mountains just shut. We had a September show that they planned, but obviously we, were, we went into lockdown then, uh, or it was all social distance. We couldn't do it in a viable venue. And then we had takeovers planned, like I said. Like I said, we've been very blessed with the social distance shows, but for my plans, if you're talking about plans, I don't really know, man. I really don't know. We'll never drop off completely. Um, as you've seen, we've got the um, Spotlight Guest Mix series, which we've got like 70 mixes on there now, man. It's been popping. Um, a lot of familiar names for your end as well, like Burt Coke and stuff. Um, so that's still going so people can check that out people more more than welcome to hit me up about an entry on that so i want to keep that running strong um i was going to try and start an archive uploading some old mixes but again it's just digging them out uh from like live live sets and stuff yeah yeah i'd like to think eventually we're back properly on our feet but at the end of the day i can't be selfish man because i know there's so many other people who are trying to do the same we have got um, we've got the Prague weekend uh, with Dazed in March. Fingers crossed, touch wood that that's all good to go. We'll be doing a boat party out there with DMB City, uh, with myself, a few other residents, and a few headliners. Uh, that's all to be announced soon. And um, massive shout out to Nostock as well. It will be our, which should be third year, but technically second, with them next year. Yeah. Uh, but it will be my first because I was in Australia. I'm not sure I was saying I was just proper depressed about it, but on the beach so I can, but the boys smashed it so we'll be performing there as well 
Um, but other than that, man, we're going to be just doing the odd show takeovers and just building ourselves up until it's suitable to put on a proper show again, I think. And hopefully, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2021, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got any sort of projects uh, in the future focusing on mental health? To be honest with you, man, I'm just trying to get this year out of the way. Um, I'm pretty hectic with foam designs. I'm trying to be hectic with new motive, but again, that's just a waiting game. I don't know if I'm going to start anything else yet, man. Um, there's there's options, man. I've I've thought about new motive into a label, which is exclusively going to be told right now. It's been on my mind a little. Because I know, like the end of the day, I know some seriously sick DJs, seriously sick producers. We could get some proper good mixes, yeah. EPs, LP, etc. But again, that that could be, mate. That could be eight months away. It could be twelve months away. I don't know. Uh, it's hard because I've just got this new job as well, and it like I can't. I don't want to overdo myself. That's something I'll go back to the the um, advice. Don't overwork yourself. Because I was doing that from a young age, and it, it was not nice. Yeah, definitely part of the learning curve, man. Yeah, definitely. Yes, literally come to the end of this now, man. So I've got come back to the shoot quiz. Obviously, you will have heard. Um, Lemmy did it, but Cope did it. Obviously, switched it up a little bit. But this one with George. So it's just six questions. Just say the first thing that comes into your head. Um, oh, bro, spot like this. <laughs> all right, calm. Favorite favorite place to run shows? Uh, North, South, or the Midlands? Bristol. Not talking areas. Bristol. All right, bless. Um, best, best party capital. <laughs> Leeds party crew, capital. everyone in Leeds. Um, I'd say I'd say Leeds was, you know. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> Bristol, man, is party capital of England, and anyone in Roman base will tell you that. Yeah. But no. go on, we won't argue. Go on. All right, number two. Uh, what's your favourite flavour of crisps? <laughs> Cheese and onion, probably. Walkers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm lenient. I'm lenient. A little bit of flexibility. Cool. Uh, number three. Who's, who's winning the Premier League this year? I'd like to think Spurs, only because I can't stand City or Liverpool. Uh, ideally United, but it's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. Spurs. Yeah. Spurs. Cool. Um, when you DJ, what BPM do you play your sets at? Uh, nowadays, 175. Used to be 180 when I first started learning jump up. Uh, I just it just suits it just suits the sounds that uh, I play now. Like I try to play jungle, borderline roll, rollers, but I'm just version away from jump up. I love it still, but yeah, yeah, 175. I'd say. Cool. Um, pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Mate, it's all right. I feel like people don't like it just because it's it's cool not to like it. It's all right. I like it. You don't like it? Nah, man, I don't like it. I do really like pineapple there on its own. But... You hate food, though, bro. I always see you make statuses moaning about food. I do. It's true. It's true. You're, you're I, eat pizza, eat, I just eat a margarita pizza. Standard. Yeah, they are good. good. Yeah, cool. Number six. Do you prefer um, promoting or DJing? That's a hard one. Pass, mate. I don't know. All right, let me rephrase that. Do you prefer running your own shows or playing at someone else's show? Running my own show. 
Depends yeah. on the show, though. It completely depends. I could have 90 people in the building, or I could be playing to a thousand people. You know what I mean? Like, it depends. You I don't know. That's a hard one, one, man. You put me on the spot. Virtues events with 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> shout nah, out. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hate uh, that. Right. We've all been, there, bro. Yeah, bro. Damn ones, man. We've um, all been there. All right. Blessed. So big up, George. Uh, nice one for spending your time with us. It's been a pleasure to speak to you, man. Yeah, man, it's been good. I hope I didn't waffle too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big up the Shook family. This is my first ever mix I put out live. Um, obviously, not been mixing long, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, and it's representing a new motive, obviously. You're now listening to New Motive. Only a killer kick killer kill us right now.
That's all for this show. Shout out to George for coming on and being so honest about his experiences and as well for the absolutely fire mix. The Shook Podcast will be back in 2021. So I'm wishing you a happy new year. And until then, I'll leave you with this festive number from Outline and Accolade.
Show, 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 show.